Anthony Albanese, Federal Opposition Leader. Albo's on the phone. Morning to you, mate. Good morning, Marcus. Nice to talk to you. Before we get into the, the nitty-gritty of the politics, uh, I, wanted, I just had the Veterans Affairs Minister on the program on this very solemn day, uh, Remembrance Day. What does it mean for you? Look, it is a, a critical day, and today I will be with the men and women of the Balmain Roselle RSL at 11am at Loyalty Square in Balmain. Uh, this is a monument in the main part of uh, Darling Street, Balmain, in my electorate that was built while the war was still going. Just think about that. Yeah. While the war was still going, uh, people in the community were collecting money and building a memorial to honour the fallen from their local community. And, of course, we know that in, in suburbs and in towns right around the country, that was the case. The enormous loss that occurred in World War One was quite extraordinary in terms of the numbers. And we today, of course, honour those amongst us who fought in Afghanistan, who fought in Iraq, who continue to serve their nation. And uh, we just uh, give our respect to them and, of course, to their families. I fought very hard, as you know, Marcus, for a Royal Commission into veteran suicide and we know that for uh, many of our veterans today will be a difficult day absolutely all right let's get into it Um, i want to start uh, doing uh, our conversation with something a little different it's a letter to the editor in the paper today and it, it goes to the point of what we are going to discuss and i'll read it verbatim it comes from a bloke called roos uh, I beg your pardon, Bruce. In Wallingbar, Bruce writes, very interesting article penned by opposition leader Anthony Albanese, building our own future, your opinion piece yesterday. After reading this very positive article, I have two questions for Mr Albanese. How can we manufacture anything in Australia with our baseload power? Am I correct in assuming he is saying that Australia will continue to use coal, gas and will eventually introduce nuclear power into the nation's energy mix to achieve Labor's aims? Other forms of energy are unproven, not costed and are decades away from being introduced. Then we also have the other question not covered in your article. That's Albo's article. Can we trust the unions to deliver manufactured products on time and at the agreed price? Now that's typical of what a couple of people have been sending letters in today to the newspapers about Albo, and I thought I'd ask you that. Well, I'd make two points there. The first is we can have low energy prices if we embrace the opportunity that's there from the cheapest form of new energy, and we know that that's renewables. Uh, One of the first visits I had, for example, was to uh, Gladstone, to the aluminium refinery there, Rio Tinto, uh, who run that operation, are looking at uh, solar power uh, to power their manufacturing. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was out in Fairfield with Chris Bowen and Ed Husick uh, looking at a, a factory uh, that has reduced its power bills by $250,000 a year, uh, which makes glass and aluminium products uh, by embracing uh, solar energy on the rooftop of that factory that employs hundreds of people in Chris Bowen's electorate in Western Sydney, uh, here in, in my own electorate of, uh, of Marrickville. Uh, I have uh, a, a company that makes the Melbourne Cup, that makes the trophies for 
the uh, Australian Open. Sure. Uh, that is uh, a major uh, producer of uh, products involving gold and silver. And gold is uh, our third largest mineral, something that is, uh, is not uh, known by everyone, I suspect. Uh, but it is using uh, renewables and using cleaner forms of production All right. uh, to lower its prices. So we can do that. We can get things and make them here today. And, and the solution, the idea that you make things cheaper overseas, the fact that the uh, light rail line in Sydney is mm. shut down for 18 months, another disaster because state governments have bought trains and trams and buses and ferries overseas, and they're not fit for purpose uh, when they break down that 18 months the line is going to be shut down uh, in Sydney, a light rail line that was uh, constructed not that long ago yeah. because it's not fit for purpose. Well, uh, we can do it here in Australia. Well, look at Queensland. I don't want to uh, say it to uh, put the New South Wales government to shame, but we know in 2032 new infrastructure will be built for the Olympic Games in Queensland and the Palaszczuk government up there says, well, yes, we're going to mobilise our manufacturing industry and we're going to make trains and other crucial infrastructure in major regional hubs like Maryborough. Now, if, if they can do it in Queensland, sure, surely to goodness we can manufacture, build and, you know, to fit for purpose infrastructure for crucial aspects like our transport system here in New South Wales as well. Of course we can. And there at Maryborough, that town has been brought to life. Uh, they're bringing in not just because of the rail manufacturing at, down at EDI, uh, but other manufacturing, such as a, a battery manufacturing uh, uh, place, is going to be uh, launched uh, yeah. later this year. Uh, that will employ 250 people. Uh, what we see and what we've seen too often in Australia is we export our natural resources Value gets added, then we import them back. Here's a simple idea. Let's make things more, more things here. Let's be more resilient here. I want a future made in Australia. We can do it. Well, surely we, we can, can add can value it. here. I mean, it makes of, sense. Of course it does. <laughs> and the only thing that's stopping us is, uh, is ideology. Yeah. Uh, this idea that we can't do things here. Mm. Uh, Gladys Berejiklian said, oh, we can't make trams here. Well, in Newcastle, uh, they used to, and I'll make this point, the Tangara trains that were built with Australian workers uh, in Newcastle are still running on our tracks. Yep. They were built decades ago, still running today. Mm. The trains uh, or trams that have been on the tracks for a few years only uh, on the inner west line currently have cracks in them and won't be able to operate and the whole line shut down for 18 months. And we effectively uh, got them on the cheap from, from Spain. I just want to move it ends on. Up costing you more, that's the point. Well, that's right. Uh, I just want to move on uh, to from trains and trams to electric vehicles. Here's the Prime Minister. How can you honestly spruik electric vehicles when you campaigned against them in the last election? But I didn't. Bill Shorten wants to end the weekend when it comes to his policy on electric vehicles. No, I didn't ridicule those, that technology. That's good technology. And I'll tell you what, it's not going to tow your trailer. It's not going to tow your boat. 
the customer's always right, and the customer wants to buy electric vehicles. Oh, okay. Um, you better be careful, Anthony, uh, what you release up until uh, the next election date, because they might pinch more of uh, Labor's policies. Well, it's just extraordinary, isn't it? This is a Prime Minister who has spent years ridiculing electric vehicles, uh, saying it would end the weekend, saying it would uh, increase prices today. He's been on television this morning making these mad claims uh, saying that the electric vehicles policy uh, that we took to the last election would somehow had something to do with fuel prices. Uh, it's just extraordinary. He's prepared to say anything at all, all right. and hope that people uh, don't hold him to account for what he said yesterday, but they believe what he says today, even though it directly contradicts uh, previous statements. Uh, this is a Prime Minister who himself says you can't give any credence to what I say. That's what he's saying uh, when he dismisses it and says that he hasn't said things in the past. Well, if you can't uh, believe what the Prime Minister says yesterday, why should you give him any credibility for what he's saying today? All right, what uh, on earth does this mean? Can do capitalism. Is it another three-word slogan? Um, I, I don't understand uh, how you well, can say so much but actually uh, deliver so little. Can do well, capitalism. I nearly fell well, out of my chair. Well, it's always about the announcement, never the delivery, and it's always about the spin, never about the substance. And here he's, he's stolen a slogan from Campbell Newman. Uh, and Campbell Newman's government didn't last too long, uh, got thrown out of office. They had a record majority, and then they had a record defeat in one term because it led to slash and burn is what it led to. And th this is a government where, Scott Morrison, you, you, you can just see what will happen if somehow they get a second decade in office to win the next election. He'll say, no, we've got this record debt that they've created over a trillion dollars. Yeah. And we now need government to get out of people's lives. So here come the cuts. Cuts to education, cuts to health, cuts to services, cuts to the NDIS, cuts right across the board. Is you that why see... he's angling? Sorry, Anthony, is that why he's angling? Uh, and he said it, you're right, uh, on a number of occasions in the last few days, saying, you know, government needs to get out of the way. Uh, we need less government in our lives. Is that is that what you think he's angling for? Well, what else does it mean? It, yeah. it won't mean less subsidies for their mates. It won't mean less pork barrelling, because at the same time as he's saying less government, he's announcing... Uh, various pork barrelling measures, uh, which it seems to be their specialty. And just the day before, it was announcing, saying we need another uh, half a billion dollars of funding uh, for a program. Uh, a day later, he's saying we need less government. Well, which is it? Does he right. want Labor to support <laughs> the half billion dollars of additional funding or does he want less government? All right. Uh, this is just extraordinary. He says, leave it to capitalism. It's a guy who is advocating spending $600 million on a gas-fired plant in Curry Curry that, that the private sector say that that is crowding out private sector investment that was ready to go. All right, Albert. Gas. 
I'll need to leave it there. We've got the news coming up. Good to chat. Uh, hopefully you can drop by the studio here in the coming weeks and uh, we can get stuck into more of the nitty-gritty as we get closer to an election announcement. Anthony Albanese, thank you for your time. All the best, Marcus.